Our learning objective is to analyze a company with respect to its liquidity, use of financial leverage, and profitability. In order to analyze a company, uh, or the, fin uh, the financial statements of a company, what we do is we use numbers from the balance sheet and the income statement to form ratios. A ratio by itself usually means nothing. It has to be compared to something. And so we do a couple different things. One is to look at trends over time. What is the trend in the ratio over several years? Another is to compare a ratio to industry averages. How does this particular ratio compare to the other firms in the industry? And a third possibility is to combine both of those and to compare a company's trends in a ratio to trends in industry averages. There are unfortunately no universally agreed to set of categories as to ratios and there's no universal agreement as to which ratios go into which category and unfortunately there is also no universal agreement as to the appropriate definition for some of these ratios. So when you study uh, the ratios keep in mind that uh, there, is, there is flexibility and, and people may have a different way of thinking about the ratios. We group ratios into categories because we look to see what different ratios collectively tell us about a certain aspect of business operations. One of the most commonly agreed to uh, categories are the liquidity ratios, which measure a firm's ability to meet its short-term obligations. That is, will a firm be able to meet its cash obligations in the near future? The most popular of the liquidity ratios is the current ratio, which is current assets divided by current liabilities. Suppose a firm had a current ratio of 2.5 and the industry average is 4. Is that good news or bad news about the firm? Now, when I pose this question in class, virtually everyone says bad news because the current ratio is below the industry average and you assume liquidity is something that's good. However, one could also argue it is good news for this, for this particular firm. Keep in mind what the current assets are. Cash, receivables, and inventory. No one goes into business for the purpose of holding cash, receivables, and inventory. These are necessary evils to make the business function. You carry cash so you can do business on a daily basis. You carry accounts receivable because you think that if you did not lend your customers money to buy your product, you would lose the sale and you carry inventory because if you don't have the item the customer may not make the purchase. So the goal again is not to carry these items it's just to you have to carry them in order to make your business work. Now modern management techniques among other things 
focuses on how to minimize the investment in these assets without doing harm. So good management looks at the question of how little cash can we get by with? How, how can we minimize our investment in accounts receivable? How little inventory can we get away with? For some firms, just-in-time inventory deliver is considered the optimal strategy, which would mean close to zero inventory. Also, current liabilities is a source of financing the firm, but some firms uh, may find ways to minimize the use of, excuse me, uh, some firms may, may find the, uh, uh, that they can minimize current liabilities, but current liabilities typically are a very cheap source of borrowing. And so some firms may actually make a rather heavy use of current liabilities because to them it's a lot cheaper than borrowing money on a long-term basis. And so uh, such a firm may have large current liabilities, which leads to a lower current ratio, uh, which in this case may be a very constructive strategy. So if a firm has a current ratio that's below the industry average, it may mean they're more effective in managing their cash receivables and inventory, and they're utilizing current liabilities more effectively than their competitors, which would be good news. Or it may mean that they don't have the liquidity that they really should for the industry that they're in. What's the correct answer? I don't know. One of the things about ratios is they're the only the starting point of financial analysis. You look at the ratios to see what the potential issues, problems, or strengths of the firm are. And this then tells you what questions to consider as you continue to analyze what's going on with the company. So if, if the firm has a current ratio of 2.5 and the industry average is 4, and I were analyzing this firm, I would want to pursue a little further, why is this firm's current ratio below industry average? Could be good news, could be bad news. A variation of the current ratio is the quick ratio, also known as the acid test, in which we remove inventories from current assets. So the numerator is current assets less inventories, or alternatively, cash plus accounts receivable, all of that divided by current liabilities. It gives pretty much the same information. We also look at inventory turnover, which is cost of goods sold divided by average yearly inventory. So if your inventory turnover is, say, six, it means you're selling out and replacing your inventory an average of six times per year, which means your inventory is staying on the shelf for an average of two months. We also look at the average collection period, which is net accounts receivable divided by daily sales. Daily sales is annual sales divided by 365. Now, the average collection period tells you how long, on average, it's taking you to collect each uh, account receivable. 
the debt ratios look at uh, the extent to which the firm is using debt to finance its assets. They also look at uh, the impact of that debt on the financing uh, of, the, of the firm and on its profitability. When you think about debt, keep in mind that debt capacity is a major resource. Debt capacity means the ability to go out and borrow money. Most problems can be dealt with in the short term by throwing money at them. And one of the quickest ways to get money is to borrow it. So debt capacity, meaning the ability to go out and borrow more money, is a very good feature. However, when you think about debt, another aspect of debt is that the interest payment on debt is tax deductible to the firm. And that means when the firm makes the interest payment on the debt, in effect, the U.S. Treasury is covering part of that interest expense. That's a wonderful resource to have the Treasury pay for part of your financing of your, of your firm. And so in that sense, using a lot of debt could be a good strategy because it saves you taxes. However, it diminishes your debt capacity. So that means there really is some sort of trade-off between you don't want to use too little debt because you lose the tax benefit of debt, but you don't want to have too much debt because you diminish your debt capacity. We have three ratios to analyze uh, the use of debt. The debt equity ratio, which is total debt to equity. The debt asset ratio, which is total debt to total assets. And the equity multiplier, which is total assets divided by total equity. These are just three variations of the same piece of information. If you give me any one of these three ratios, I could immediately compute the other two. And so it's really a case of, in some situations, one ratio may make a little more sense to use than another, but you don't really need to compute all three. You need to compute one. The other important uh, debt ratio is the times interest earned, which is defined as profit before interest payments and taxes, which we remember we refer to that as EBIT, E-B-I-T, divided by the firm's interest payments. In other words, how many times over could the firm had, may, had made its interest payments from EBIT? So if the times interest earned ratio is 10, it tells you that the firm could have covered it, its interest payments 10 times over before uh, running out of operating income. So it's not only the amount of debt you have, but what's the impact of the interest on your profitability, and that's what the times interest earned looks at. The profitability ratios look at the firm's profitability relative to different measures of resources that are used. The three major profitability ratios are return on equity, which is net income divided by equity, that is, what are the shareholders getting relative to the money they invested in the firm. Return on assets, which is net income divided by total assets. So how, what return is the firm generating 
relative to the total amount it has invested, and net profit margin, which is net income over total revenues or sales. That is, what percentage of each dollar of sales goes to net income? Let's consider some true-false questions. The quick ratio is used to get a quick assessment of the capital structure on the firm's balance sheet. Well, that's false. That's a little tricky there. Uh, it's used to get a quick assessment of the firm's liquidity, not the capital structure. It's the debt ratios that tell us about the capital structure. Of all the profitability ratio, a shareholder is most interested in the return on assets. Well, I don't think so. I think the shareholder is more most interested in how did the firm do with the money I have invested, which would be the return on equity. A firm with a high equity multiplier would also have a high debt ratio. Well, a high equity multiplier is total assets divided by equity. So it means you have relatively little equity compared to your total assets, which would mean you have a lot of debt. So this would be true.